Hello, everyone. Welcome to For Better America. And currently in um, our American process, we're experiencing the COVID uh, pandemic, which has at this point, as of this recording, have killed over 50,000 people. And the hospitalization is at a greater length than that, um, which is a big, um, which is a big problem for us. And so far, I would say our leadership from the very top, and that is on um, the federal level, um, one branch, the executive branch, have not done a very good job of leading the way in the sense of a few challenges we're faced. The executive branch are allowing the states to open by design, and while the states, why there is some there were some arguments on who had the power to open the states, the state governors or the federal government. And I think if we want to go into history and want to go into how the um, structure of the United States was founded, we may see that, in fact, the state does have that power. However, um, the federal government, given what is designed and power granted to it, it can also influence how that process takes place. And um, that could be true, you know, funding, that could be true, you know, communication, that could be true guidance. And the White House has, in fact, provided some guidance to help mitigate the problem of um, COVID-19, the coronavirus, which is currently um, has killed over 50,000 people. And it has hospitalized millions or hundreds of thousands, I believe, at this point. Um, I promised myself when I began this position of this podcast to not get too lost into this however when something creates um unemployment numbers that have never been seen before um unemployment numbers that is over 20 percent of the work of of the um population um unemployment numbers that are in the tens of millions and everyone you know have been affected one way or the other whether it be on their social life how and who they can interact with whether it be their um, education um, or whether it be their work life, um, who could go to work, how many hours could they work. Um, the supply and demand system has been broken. And um, when things like that begin to affect everyone around you and also affects you, <laughs> um, you can't help but really talk about it. However, I, I wanted to direct the um, this episode towards um, negligence. I really um, see some... I really believe the um, ideology behind the lack of direction coming from the federal level is because it is 2020, 2020, it is an election year and it would um, behoove the White House if there were to issue guidelines and it fails. So therefore, the city states, you in charge of this. And um, if things go wrong, the states do <laughs> get blamed. In fact, the governor of Georgia in the um, month of April, issued guidelines to reopen the states, and um, the president was also a Republican. So they, they, now we have a governor and a president on the same levels, and because he did not, and because this is a political year for the president, and because we we have a president that is very very self-absorbed and very very um, focused on himself and um. What we have is a situation where a governor opens a state, a Republican governor, 
and the president says, I didn't tell him to do that. However, the governor, in fact, had conversations with the president. And while we don't know what a conversation looked like, I would, it would, to the best of my understanding, it would appear that the governor is not going to go make a decision on his own without any communication from the White House or some encouragement from the White House. Um, part of our problem, I believe, have been the lack of guidance and the division. For instance, while the president keeps saying it's up to the states to decide how to open their states, which does make sense to an extent, he is calling out or attacking governors that are simply not a part of his own political party. So he's attacking the Democratic governor of Michigan, so of a different state. So we've taken a pandemic, we've taken something that have cost 23 million people their jobs. That is a huge chunk of the United States workforce, almost 20% at this point. Um, we are taking, you know, livelihood being completely disrupted. We're taking families being sick. We're taking people that cannot go bury the ones they love. We're taking people that are in the hospitals and they cannot, and their loved ones cannot visit them. People in hospice care and the loved ones cannot visit them. We are taking parents that may not be able to see the kids because they are afraid of exposure. So to, to an extent, even where the family unit is broken and the family unit is, you know, it's not broken in the sense of brokenness, but it's broken in the sense of we, this lack of communication and we are still somehow politicizing that because of the current leadership. And that, that in itself is not how we get to a better America. That in itself is not how we move forward. In fact, what would have been a good idea for, um, leadership would have been both governors and presidents working together. Um, and I would like to maybe in a future episode release kind of a little five, you know, 10 minute, just somewhat of a layout of what that should look like as opposed to what we have now. And that's president calling out governors from parties he doesn't like and creating, literally creating a, a system that makes high governorship impossible, makes it very difficult because he, she's from a different party while also praising the direction, the decisions of governors of the other state. And this is, I don't think this is okay, but if we're doing this because of an election year, that's one thing, but we're doing it in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of people losing their jobs, live, losing their livelihoods and their family. And that is itself not a good route for America to take. And now bringing it back to what I do want to focus on today. And that is human life over profits. Um, sometimes we get lost in the, what is capitalism and how it functions. And um, I think there, in fact, some people actually brag or talk or defend capitalism and they may not have an idea of what capitalism is. And that would be interesting to talk about and the capitalism American history. <laughs> um, that would be great to talk about in the future cast. However, um, right now what we have is a situation where the meat, um, the meat processing industry in the United States had a situation where there were hundreds of people that had coronavirus. They had this infection that we don't understand. We don't have a cure to. It's cost 20 million people their jobs. It's cost thousands of thousands of people their lives within the span of a month. Not two months, not three months, not four months, not five months. Within the span of a month, we had thousands die. And the federal system and the United States healthcare system was trying to figure out how to deal with this. And we had one factory 
one location had over a hundred cases and refused to take measures to make their people safe. And when they were questioned and they were pressed, they went on the defense and said, we did take the right measures. However, walkers were fired for speaking up. However, they were not check- checking people's temperature daily. Their, those factories and facts did not adhere to the federal social distancing guidelines. And it was not until the mayor stepped in did the factory step up. It was not until the inspection. So in a way, we expect businesses. Disputation is this. The businesses will do right by the, cos- the um, consumer, the customer. The businesses will do right by its employees, the people that work for them. And the businesses will do what, right by shareholders, that is return on investment, right? If that is going well and that is operational, then yes, you're right. There's no reason for, or there should be less intervention from the government. I won't say there's no reason the government should not intervene. However, if that business is negligent, if that business is endangering its customers, and by so doing endangering the public, and if it's endangering its, if it's endangering its workers, it's indirectly endangering its, it's meant to say, at that point, that's where the government definitely needs to step up. The government definitely needs to do something. And sometimes we have this love affair with capitalism that we overlook what's going on. And the meat production industry, as of the time of this recording, which is near the end of um, April of 2020, had over 5,000 hospitalizations. So for you to have COVID and go to the hospital, I mean, <laughs> there had to be um, um, a reason because at, at first they were saying, you know, if, you, if you're young and you're good and you, you know, take a temperature, isolate, right? But if you get hospitalized, I mean, you're showing real symptoms. And for one industry to have over 5,000 people be hospitalized and you could, you could, you could almost double or triple that number because if 5,000 people are hospitalized, that means wherever most likely they come across in their family or in the community may have also contracted it. So you, you could multiply and you could think about the economic cost of that, the social cost of that, and the stress of that. And this is due to negligence by the industry. However, not every single meatpacking industry in the U.S., you know, was reckless. But there were enough to cause that much hospitalization in way more cases. And the three particular industries in this um, time was um, Smithfield and Tyson in um, Iowa and South Dakota. They caused um, the most problems. As a matter of fact, the mayor of Sioux Falls, Sioux Falls, um, South Dakota, Mayor Ten Hacken, who was a business owner and a Republican, saw that this situation has gotten so out of hand that he had no choice but to shut the factory down. And he wrote a letter to the governor of South Dakota and saying, this is what I'm going to do. And the governor co-signed on it. However, at the beginning of this, and this is probably with negligence, at the beginning of this, the governor was not going to speak up. The governor was not going to step in to help his people. The mayor and OSHA did try to, you know, look around, look at the environment and make sure people are safe. However, even in those inspections, they found out that people were not practicing the right social distancing. They were putting bandanas over their noses. So the company in itself did not provide the proper safety equipment for its employees. At this point, the business function is now endangering its people. And this is not how we get to better America. And 
and there needs to be some accountability. If a company will get away with doing this, the hospital system will pick up who pays for the treatment of the employees who got sick at this factory. If you have a hundred employees that have a, a communicable disease, you will, you had a guideline and you broke those guidelines. And now you had hundreds of employees due to the company's negligence end up in hospital. Who pays for that? Because if we're being honest, the company should take some liability on that. Not only pay for the people's treatment, but also pay for them to take some time off from work. That's, if we, if we believe in capitalism for what it is, that is how it should function. South Dakota alone had 890 cases. 890. And that's what pushed the mayor to say, you know what, we're going to shut this down. However, when they had a 100 case, when they had 50, when they had 20 cases in the same factory, I mean, they had people that had all the symptoms of COVID and had the managers told them to go back to work. And as cited in the links that I would put to this podcast to make sure this is properly cited, this is, this is proper journalism done, this is properly questioning from both the mayor, from both the governor, and from the people that work there. This was negligence, and this endangered people's lives, and this killed people. And this is something America has fought hard, had fought hard, the labor unions have fought hard to make sure that people are protected, to make sure people's rights and jobs was not something that just endangered them. This is where they are packing meat. It's not people that, that, that signed up to go to war somewhere. You know, it's not people that, that, that signed up to, 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 to go work in some electrical plant somewhere understanding the reason this war. It's not people that signed up to go work in a coal mine or, or signed up to go work inside an industry. And even then, there should still be safety measures. Soldiers not just taking Americans sent to war to go die. They are trained so they can fight the war they are sent to. So people go out there, they're trained to cut meat. They're, they're, they're trained to process and go through the the supply chain system that allows the meat to get from the allocation to the processing plants to these transportation vans and to our grocery stores or to, to our households. They're trained to do with diseases. They're trained to do with pandemics. And that is where the leadership of the company, when something happens, needs to step up and take the right measures. And if they're found to be negligence, which they had been, then at that point, there needs to be responsibility. The people that work for these plants need to be paid all of the medical bills by the company. There is no push for that. As a matter of fact, companies are now trying to lobby Congress to pass a law to make sure that they don't pick up the liability for endangering their workers. And come on, America, this is not how we got to a, one of the best refined nations in the world. How we got to this nation was to fight for one another, was to look out for the good of one another. And we may have some ignorance and people saying, oh, they know what to sign up for. And that makes absolutely no sense. He signed up to cut me. He didn't sign up to die of a communicable disease. And when there's an outbreak, there's one thing when there is something that's just a regular outbreak and um, we don't know and people got it, right? Ten people got it. You know, we <laughs> we try to fix it. It's another thing when a hundred people got it, two hundred people got it. And you have the national government of the United States have declared the national emergency saying this is a problem. And then companies are still being negligent. That's a whole different situation. This is why this company ought to be held accountable. This is why there should be no reason why any congressman should be signing the law saying that this company should not be held negligent when they endanger people. The America is for all of us. It's not just for the companies. The America is for the workers also. The America is for the employees. You know, the America is for the management. The America is for the CEO and the investors and all that. It's for them too. But it's for all of us. And we can't have negligence.
the CEO said that the that there was demand for more meat, but how? So therefore, they had to make people work all the shifts. However, there is a there's actually a decline for demand for meat because most of the restaurants in the United States they closed due to COVID nineteen. So that's customer base gone. But the CEOs have to make a case for themselves because it's all about profit. So far, 22 meat packing plants have been closed. Um, this is the end of April. This is about April um 29th. Um, when this article um I read this article and I was really um upset at the fact that we've come to a place where we're picking um profits over people, and um by that I mean like human life at, at this point. Um, some states, as I will attach in this particular um podcast episode did take good measures. Um, Georgia is responsible for 15% of the um, poetry um, production and um, Georgia it looks like have taken measures. They're taking temperatures daily. They require face masks. They're using disinfectant, disinfectants and um, Mike Giles um, Mike, Mike Giles Giles, well, Mike Giles um, <laughs> who is the president of the Georgia Poetry um, Foundation has um said he continues to um work towards making sure people are safe and um this is um April of 2020 and Georgia as of right now compared to other to the other meat um, packers like Iowa um Colorado and South Dakota has significantly less cases we hope that that does not grow um the problem we see in um Iowa and Colorado and South Dakota particular title negligence um 22 percent meatpacking plants have been closed now so here's here is the thing with the whole capitalism and the and the business must function and i'm and, and i'm kind of having an outside conversation here of the law of fear with capitalism we have in america and i have the problem with capitalism as a matter of fact but i don't think any system is perfect and i think we need to also hold everyone accountable just like we'll say hey in capitalist system people responsible themselves also, the capitalistic system, when it's, um, you know, broken or it's misfunctioning, it should respond for itself also. Um, but let's not have that conversation. Um, <laughs> um, with 22 mid packing plant closed. So here's what's going to happen. Those companies that have closed their plants, um, they're going to lose lots of revenue. So by negligence, trying to up production in a pandemic and Neglecting the good of your employees, the health of your employees, and having them being fired and disciplined when they complain, and basically lying or being deceptive to the public when there is word out that this factory is endangering the people. The end of that is your factory closes, you lose a lot of money. However, you go to to the government for for a bailout. The president declares that meat is an essential product and put it in a national emergency so basically the force the factories to keep appraising which may indirectly force the workers to keep appraising and i'm not sure of the legality of any of this however so i must admit and i'm still trying to understand it myself um but never in there did i did i see what is the proper way that the people could be taken care of because when you have hundreds of cases in one place as many as 890 cases of you know one particular area in Dakota, in one factory in Dakota, you have 890 cases. I mean, that's ridiculous. That's, that's almost a thousand people. And this is something that has, that has killed 50,000 up till now. This is something that has infected millions. And the, the factories are aware of this. They have the information. It's public record. 
and to have that many cases, I mean, you could add that number by by five if you wanted, because those people are going to go to the grocery stores if they don't know they had it. Those people are going to um, go home to their family. So you, you, you could do the multiple on that. So communities have been devastated because of negligence of the meatpacking manufacturers like Smithfield and Tyson. And we even have OSHA at this point, Organization of um, Safety and something, something. Well, the, 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 the government organization designed to help keep people safe basically did not want to enforce fines or require the companies make their employees wear face masks, knowing fully well that in those meatpacking industries, it's literally impossible to walk Six feet apart, it's, it's almost impossible to adhere to the, to the federal guidelines. However, they, they have to. That's, it's, it's, in a good, in a fair capitalistic operational business, they had to adhere to those guidelines. They could have adapted. They could have used different means of communication, whether it's walkie talkies, speakers. It would have cost the business more money to make the adjustments to keep the workers safe. In fact, they choose not to do that. They push production because they, they saw themselves as, as needed and just endangered the people that work for them. And this, 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 it saddens me that it takes a mayor to write a letter to the governor saying, Hey, I'm going to shut this down because this is out of control. However, no one, the governor was not going to step in. Um, the mayor initially was a little hesitant, but it got out of control. So he, you know, the mayor had no choice. Granted, I give the mayor some credit on that one. This is ridiculous. <laughs> we have, um, this is ridiculous. There was also evidence that this, this, this meatpacking factories did not mandate the, the face mask. I mean, the federal government say if, if you're gonna go to work, if you're gonna do what you need to do, I'm trying to be safe. And we had a, a well-functioning business making people work the most of hours because they consider themselves essentials and they're needed. And just said we're not going to enforce the guidelines. We're not going to be at the cost of taking care of our people. And when things go south, we're gonna lie and say we did enforce the guidelines. In fact, we just this is not how we get to a better America. The better America is we're looking for each other. The better America is that we walk, we take care of people that work for us, that make us profit. And when things do go wrong, if we are responsible, we take responsibility. And I hope that the mayors, the governors, and oh, I'm, I, we're not going to talk about the White House, but I hope the mayors and the governors um, step up and make sure that this company is held properly accountable. And um, for a better America, it's not profitable people. It's people before profits. Always.